0: code
1: Your curiosity quest starts here.
2: Yesterday, all my troubles my trouble seemed so, so far away. away. <laughs> and now, here I, I am at the Q-Code yeah. podcast today. Oh, I believe... That this is Travis, Travis, Ellen and Danny.
0: <laughs> wow, how were you able to whip up such clever lyrics so quickly?
2: <laughs> <laughs> really As impressed. I you were doing
0: an echo with Travis. It was <laughs> <Travis> literally
2: <laughs> off the top of my head. With those, Travis, Travis, uh, Travis. Travis. Uh, welcome, everybody, into the QCode podcast. If you cannot figure out what we may be, at least topic-wise, talking about... Well, then, probably you were born after the year 1990. Would you guys agree? No.
1: No. That was a really after the year. 2000. 2000, After 2010. Okay. Well, Trav, you said your kid.
0: Yeah. My son knows who they are. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's the most timeless band of all time. So I'm not entirely I sure there's any year that you could give them. Maybe if you were born in the year like 1961. Maybe, if, really you born, no, maybe if you, if you were born. No, you died in that year. Yesterday. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, if you were born, in you were probably. A big I know. Guy. I had to revert back. You had to. You died that year in '61, and you don't I know, know what the Beatles are. So in the Civil War. I didn't I know. know Maybe if you were Yeah. Maybe if you were born in the Revolution. Airy (laughs) war. Honestly, revolution. Airy war. (laughs) If you had like no parents, who would teach you about them? I think even then, they're hard to escape. You could say I don't know that anything. If you had no parents, who would teach you how to eat? I think you picked the worst example there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like s- something that happens naturally. I mean,
2: I mean like, if you had a okay. softball, would be if you had no parents, you wouldn't be born.
0: Okay, I think you need to go ahead and start <laughs> rolling us into the next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, obviously, like today to we are talking about. Uh, the Beatles, and there's one large conspiracy, which this is something I didn't know, but off of my brief kind of research looking at a few things about this, apparently this is like the first uh, rock and roll conspiracy, band conspiracy, um, and then since then kind of like was the catalyst to blow up to a bunch of other rock and roll band conspiracies over the years, but this was the first, so if you want the,
1: OG it's the conspiracy, it's- Mm-hmm. it's not only the first it's the biggest
2: even um, bigger than Elvis um, the best. biggest and the first like I the said first. the first the,
0: best. Best. the only
2: but yeah so we're going to be getting into that but before we get into that of course it's the Kiko podcast we have to have some kind of a ease in because for some reason we feel like we just don't know how to talk long enough on it <laughs> anyway So we decided, uh, Trav asked us all the question, what artist or band influenced you as a child? Now, this is a very open-ended question as far as, I'm not sure what he means by influence, influence you as in the band you became, influence you as in like the things you liked, influence you as in, I mean, there's a lot of ways to be influenced. So what do you mean specifically,
1: leave it to you to take an easy question and make it very very uh difficult <laughs> it's like pick a band that has influenced you in any way that whether it be negative or positive just take a look at we're talking about the beatles i think that most people who have been influenced by the beatles could say that it's positive I made mention in our chat earlier that uh I just believe that they're a timeless band that like my son who's four years old has grown up from essentially a fetus listening to the Beatles because we would listen to it. We'd uh we'd listen to Hey Jude all the time and naturally when he um was a baby and we'd put him to sleep, we'd play Hey Jude and now when he gets upset or he feels sad or something, he always asks us to play Hey Jude, or he'll go uh, to Alexa and he'll ask Alexa to play Hey Jude, um, to put himself to sleep. So it's, uh, just, I mean, that song, that band has influenced him in a way. And he's only four years old. So how but he our- kind of ended no. sad. he'll ask what? Alexa when he's all alone <laughs> I didn't say when he's all alone. <laughs> Did you?
2: No. You said when he's all alone, he'll ask Alexa to play. No, it. I
1: play said Jude. he'll come and ask us, or he'll go ask Alexa to play. Hey Jude. He doesn't. He's. He doesn't have to be alone to do it. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> he does it quite often while we're listening to other music, and he'll just go and stop it and play Hey Jude. <laughs> so, <laughs> you ever sing it to him? Yes, all the time. In fact, my wife sang it to him tonight. <gasps> so,
2: he, is
1: he confused. He, what, he want to for us? He's not. <laughs> He's not confused. <laughs> so by that, you know, and and like I told you, Danny, I know Trav and I know and Alan. I mean, we grew up with you, so we know that you had a CD case, several CD cases, <laughs> chock full. With albums. Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. Corn. Uh, Biscuit.
2: Matchbox 20.
1: Matchbox 20. Guano Apes. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band. All of these bands who have influenced you some way or another.
0: All I'm just asking is you to pick one. I like and how tell we is like, like, why? <laughs> Like, so everyone thinks that Danny has the worst taste now. We're like, Dave Matthews Band, Corn, Guano Apes. (laughs) Just like all the worst possible bands that you could have named from that time period. Just (sighs) all rolled backstreet boys. (laughs) Well, each of those has influenced me
2: in their own way, for sure. Um, Picking one, though, that's the difficult part. Uh, but there are, do you want me to go first or do you guys want to go, go first? Right? Where, the spotlight's pointed on you now. <laughs> so, But,
0: to put, uh, but the it's, it's a warm up. So we got to go brief. You can't like all elaborate right. your life history.
2: <laughs> so it all began in 1982. <laughs> 1882? I said 1982. Oh. No I'm not, not 137. <laughs> um, yeah, but like Trap said. Guano Apes was this weird band that I found. Um, I projected that they would be the next big thing. They were. Um, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I believe after Guano Apes, I projected Stained would be the next big thing. They were. So, uh, but yeah, like there was one like ever. I'm pretty played, sure. Ever- it was in the 1990s. That projected stained to be the next big thing <laughs> it wasn't you or
1: or Fred Durst
2: yeah Fred Durst <laughs> um, well no I told Fred Durst you should get the stained band involved and because he was looking for somebody to sponsor but no like Everclear do you guys remember Everclear I love Everclear
0: that one I I do love that band
2: yeah so they had this song called Father of Mine. And that one
0: was kind of like
2: my anthem for a long time because I was kicked out of my house when I was like 18 or 19. That's when, if you guys want to know, go back to our toys episode. That's when I didn't get a Christmas.
0: <laughs> if you guys want to hear the, the rest of this sad story, visit our toys episode. <laughs>
2: it's like
1: it's getting all somber <laughs> Well, I don't know like I mean yes if you listen to the toy episode but we laugh about this time in your
2: life so much <laughs> I know it's like the most depressing time of my life But hey if you can't laugh at it like I got kicked out I got dumped and I lost my job like all in the same week and I remember Trav's mom. Trav's mom was really nice. She came up to me and said, you know, Danny, it's been a rough week for you, but bad things happen in threes. All three have already happened. Things can only get better from here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did my mom say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Is, was it true? Or did another bad thing happen?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, other things, bad things
0: happened in my life. Might have been your life. I just meant like around that time (laughs) period. I know other bad things happen in your life. (laughs) No, it
2: was pretty true because after that, I started picking up the pieces and things got a little bit better. Um, But yeah, like influence, like tons of different music. It it influences your uh, emotions and your mood. So. I can't like just say like, oh, specifically only this one band, this one singer, there's there different ones at different times. Even freaking Nickelback has its place, even though I know it's Trav's favorite band.
0: Look at this graph. Graph? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, if you haven't seen it, go oh, I just have and
1: type in, it. look at this graph.
0: <laughs> you said it to me,
1: actually. I did,
2: because it's the funniest three seconds <laughs> of my life.
1: <laughs> Look at this crab!
2: With Trav, who was the, uh, that was a disturbed that was like, down with the sickness! Yeah.
1: I think. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> cool.
2: Well, I mean, Thanks for sharing. Could, I mean, cool, man. Some anger management
0: issue. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to somebody else because. <laughs> So, Danny chose Stained slash Everclear slash Red Durst as his <laughs> influence. So, <laughs> slash Iguana Bats. So, and Disturbed. Don't forget. And Disturbed, disturbed that he mentioned that hardly near the end. And Nick Black. So, great playlist from him. You can only wonder why his girlfriends broke up with him after she got <laughs> that mixtape.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a.
2: Alan, what about once you? Got, you once you got kicked out of your house and you lost your job,
0: what girl's going to stay with you? Oh, damn, Alan.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's Cole. Straight
0: from the throat.
2: But luckily, after those three bad things happened, Trav Cole
0: was there to help me film a Creed music video. <laughs> You're really not doing yourselves any favors. I really think you should pass the buck <laughs> to somebody else now.
2: Is it, can you take me home?
0: <laughs> I, I just remember seeing the part. footage of. I remember being jealous that you guys went and did that without me, and then seeing the footage of Danny crying by a tree and being like, yeah, "I'm good." I'm
2: glad <laughs> <I can> go. <laughs> did you have fake tears? We did. We put like eye drops in there. I put eye drops in my eye, but the only way to keep them in, and I think we might have talked about this before, but it was to keep my head straight up. And then when Trap would say action, I'd move my head down so that it would drip. (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed one thing. Each episode, I swear, Trap Mydell has a moment where he's like, I was jealous of this, but (laughs) whatever. I was like, I'm good.
0: That's because there's so much of my childhoods being jealous, and then seeing the the, the rewards of such an event, and being like, am eh, okay, actually."
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Al? I know. Oh, am I next? Yeah, uh, I was gonna
1: go with Beastie Boys. Uh,
0: Which, one? yeah, intergalactic you did have planetary planet. This are the intergalactic song, and I'm obsessed
2: with space. And I was like, "That's, hmm. that's, that's not, not true. true.
1: I didn't know that." <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. I do remember that you had their like anthology album.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I still look back at that time because that was like nineties or something, like yeah. late nineties. But L- I'm, like, L- I'm like, like, this is a beastie boys. How do they already have an anthology? Little did I know that they were early eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled you. So
2: uh, but Well, they have tons of Revere. good songs. The uh, do. Ben. Paul Revere. Sing up a little bit of Paul Revere. Habitage. huh? No. Sing a little bit of Paul Revere. Uh... Now, oh. here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers, you know so well. <laughs> it started way back in history with Ed Rock and C-A-M-E-Y-D. Boom, boom! What? That's, that's t- good. That's well done. <laughs> you you <open> it. <laughs> uh, it's a Daddy and
1: Ella band. just practice this at home. He's like, okay, well, when we go on the <laughs> podcast, I'm going to ask you to sing. And I... I want you to bring me in so I could make my little laser sound.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember I loved the Paul Revere song because when I finally got subwoofers in my car, it had that. I showed you the subwoofer. (laughs) It was, it was a
1: cool song. Um, So mine, Danny alluded to this earlier before we press record. He's like, I know what yours is going to be. And I'll just be a little cliche. <laughs> I think we've actually mentioned it before, but um, I'll just say Michael Jackson for me. Mm. Um, I mean, I it's was, true. yeah, truth. Uh, it was so much so that like, I didn't know how to listen to anything else. It was very difficult. Um, Cause I, I mean, all of his albums were already out, you know, he wasn't a new artist and, so I had all of them at my fingertips. I knew all the songs. And then once that was done, I was like, where do I go from here? And I didn't want to try to get into new bands because I didn't want to wait for their albums to get out. And so I tried to go back to some like oldies, ended up trying the doobie brothers. That wasn't great. (laughs) It was all right. It it was okay. They have a couple of songs smoking doobies, smoking doobies with my brothers. (laughs) But, um, anyway, Michael Jackson, I mean, to mine and Trav's, I mean, really all of ours, because I know that we all listen to it a lot, but Trav and I made music video after music video mm. of Michael Jackson. But then we also did like the Beatles music videos and several other things, so. Mm. But uh, yeah, I
0: listened to that a lot. You you made me play Janet Jackson in that one music video, which I didn't find to be a very fair role. <laughs> we so did make, it, uh, like it was, a, was a, the
1: same dance. No, was, but like, you wanted, like wanted me
0: Michael. to you wanted me to sing the Janet Jackson parts. Because you That's were singing the Michael parts. <laughs> oh, yeah, a scream. Yeah. A scream. Who who, can,
2: who has the higher voice though?
0: Well Oh, I yeah, definitely was, did. Probably with Trav. Actually,
1: I think Michael has the higher voice. I was gonna say That's I think that paid off.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm just saying it would have been nice every once in a while to get us to do the not girl part. So <laughs> you got to be Paul McCartney and uh, the girl. Yeah, is you mine. were Michael Jackson though, who you liked. It worked for you. I know, but I'm just saying you're not always a girl. <laughs> the doggone no, girl is fine. I'm not
2: that familiar with the Beatles. Was Paul McCartney like the coolest one, or I thought John Lennon
0: was? Uh, uh, John Lennon was like. John Lennon's the cool one. Paul McCartney's the sweet one. George Harrison's the shy one, and Ringo is the the party, the party guy. You no, know, he's like the young. <laughs> he was the funny one. He was the funny one. Yeah, the funny one. He was the funny one. That's your. Oh, so John was cool.
2: If each beetle were a Backstreet Boy, which Backstreet Boy would each beetle be?
0: I have no clue. If, if each the no Backstreet comparison. Boy was a beetle, that's what you ask yourself. Beatle was a Backstreet Boy. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So,
0: <laughs> Is was it my turn? Was,
2: you know, yeah. when it first came out, was it originally a threesome, and then they moved to add Ringo Starr? Or what how did this No, they had
0: another drummer, Trav. What's his name? Pete. Boss, Pete Boss, Pete Jones, Pete Moss. I can't remember what his name was Pete something. Do you remember? Yeah, confusing me. Those so Ringo. No, like, I just you, you know, know. The those Beatles, Pete Woods, maybe? No, that's not it. Pete. Yeah,
1: he Pete they had another one. Pete, Pete Best. Best. His name was Pete Best. Yeah, was real he close. didn't work Pete out. Boss. Or he left. I don't know
0: what was what, but then they found Ringo. There's a lot of bands like that that have like some other guy. Like the Beach Boys had another guy too who like quit to become a dentist. What? And like yeah, and he like was like, Yeah, I'm never gonna make it in this band. And so I like, quit. And then it's like, that's gotta be like one of the situations where you sort of kick yourself. He did come <laughs> back around though, actually. So <clears throat> Uh, my turn. Okay, yep. I will uh, say mine is um, the Austin Powers soundtrack. I'm actually kind of cheating a bit. It's not one band or one artist. It's the entire soundtrack to Austin Powers because it was the first yeah. CD I ever bought because I liked the movie so much and it inspired me to love the 60s and then I basically dove into 1960s music from there and like never came out. So it, do like, still
2: have, Do you still like basically primarily really listen to that kind of music
0: no i have a, I, I have like i have taken the entire history of rock and roll at like an accelerated course like i started in the 60s in high school and i've just been working my way into the 70s and Trav got into the doobie brothers then into the 80s and, like, and so now i listen to a lot of different stuff but like i still have a, a <coughs> strong love and passion for 60s rock and roll So and it all started with Austin Powers, which I think is funny because I think most of the songs on the album are not modern or are not '60s bands. There's a few that are, but I think a lot of them were like modern bands just trying to capture that '60s sound. But I was like, I love '60s music. So (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, whatever. That is an older. That is an actual older song. But yeah, there is one
2: good '60s song that i remember being I mean, it's probably like the first song i remember hearing ever in my life and it's because my dad used to have this old lp of the mamas and papas and so mm-hmm. one song that just still has like a visceral like emotional like just like oh yeah i remember this song is that all the leaves are brown california dreamin and the sky's great. I remember that. One. And didn't we love it because it was on that movie Congo? Yep, and then that made me love the movie Congo too.
0: So there's <laughs> full circle at that point. <laughs> it's taking <laughs> you the life journey.
1: And then it made me love the movie Congo. Well, I'm glad something made you love the movie Congo, cause that thing's trash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Travam, what decade was that do not splash? I was taking a bath.
0: Fifties? Uh I actually think it was probably early sixties. <clears throat> but like it would be like early sixties, oh. like 61, 62. We're like the 60s. 50s we're bleeding over into the 60s. The 60s to me is the most interesting decade because if you listen to the music that started it and the music that ended it, it is so radically different. Like there was such dramatic change. Like no other decade has had that level of like woof, from like one type of sound, which is like splish, splash, I was taking about to like Led Zeppelin, like shredding guitars and like just completely. And, like And the Beatles actually, which we'll get into, like sort of embodied that because if you look at their like, I want to hold your hand early stuff to their like final album in 69. It's like, you take this whole journey with them. And you see the entire like embodiment of history of 60s music change with them. Like they kind of led that charge. It's very fascinating. Well, probably because like at the beginning
2: of the 60s, you know, you just had like the regular like
0: 50s America. But then by the end of the 60s, everybody was having sex and tripping on acid. Well, it definitely helped. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. You well, perfect, perfect segue. <laughs> on the, uh,
2: without some help from extracurricular activities, if you know
0: what I mean. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, we, we do. do. <laughs> it, was th- it was the thing that Alan just said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, right. well, let's it's get way
2: into go. this conspiracy then. That's a good one. As we both said that over each other at the same time.
1: Well we were thinking the same thing then.
2: Damn coon. No, it's totally I think it's awesome. I just know from listening back to any of our Zoom recordings that with two of us speaking over each other, this is what the audience will hear. Blah 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 blah. That is also a good segue
1: into my, uh, into my conspiracy. <laughs> Cause, that's what a, segue. <laughs> Cause that's what a lot of the conspiracy is based on is incoherent
0: jabberjai. Let's we'll so, raise our hand if we have to, if we want to speak during Trav's conspiracy, <laughs> we'll raise our hand and then Trav will <laughs> call upon us. <laughs> so
1: my conspiracy today has to do with the Beatles, but more specifically has to do with Paul McCartney. And that is the conspiracy that Paul McCartney is dead. <sighs> you Guys, what you heard of it? Like we talked about earlier, it is the pretty much the original conspiracy slash hoax uh, in rock and roll history. But it also is one uh, or is the biggest um, conspiracy. Uh, it's as I was going through this. And I did it in, in perfect Trav Cole fashion, where I didn't do a single bit of studying until about three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that's what I do. I like to dive in and get it all right away. But I can tell you, as I was, it's just a weird thing um, that happened. And it actually gave me some goosebumps, some chills, kind of creepy in some parts. Um, like- itself or like listening to the music or what listening to some of the things <laughs> that were happening basically i mean if you know about it you know that like a lot of it has to do with just theories based off of like taking some of their songs and their albums and playing them backwards and hearing words and it's just when you hear them and it's on a vinyl it all sounds so eerie and yeah. it's creepy and especially with the words that are being said it is super creepy. So, but so my was, wife
2: uh, asked me at dinner today because she knew we were going to record a podcast. She said, "What are you going to record on today?" I said, "The Beatles." She's like, "The Beatles, like the band." I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "What are you going to talk about the Beatles?" I said, "The conspiracy um, that Paul uh, McCartney's dead." And she's like, "No, he's not. He's <laughs> alive. Bull crap." And I'm like we're not talking about 2020. <laughs>
1: like, this, is <laughs> this is 1969 here that we're talking about.
2: So but even now she thinks it's bull crap that he, he's, he's still not dead. So
0: he is, he is old. <laughs> well, like, I think the like, well oh, you'll get into a trap, but I think it's not that he, I mean, he's in the theory he's dead, but not like, He's been replaced, so you So yes, that's what—that's the cool thing, um,
1: and one of the more interesting things that it wasn't just that he died, but uh, so so. Let me get to this, and this is a uh, an excerpt, and I forgot to write down, dang it, what the book is <laughs> and the author. Um, it's
2: on my phone, but uh, anyway, um, put it in the show. I, I will get me the book name and I'll put it in the show notes for anybody
1: who is. I will get it. I will get the book and because I'm, I'm going to throw all my references out there. But anyway, so in this book, the author writes this. Paul McCartney died on November 9th, 1966. He drove away from Abbey Road late the night before. A stupid bloody Tuesday. Then blew his mind out in a car. He was officially Pronounced dead on Wednesday morning at five o'clock. But the other Beatles decided to hush the news, so Wednesday morning's papers didn't come. Somehow they kept Paul's death a secret, replaced it with him, replaced him with a lookalike, then dropped sly hints about the cover-up scam. <laughs> so I mean that is the conspiracy in a nutshell, okay? is that Paul McCartney died on November 9th, 1966 in a car crash. And that was kind of like right in the hype of of Beatles mania. And they didn't want to ruin what they had. So they went out and got a lookalike and an imposter who apparently looked exactly like Paul, sounded exactly like Paul. Acted exactly like Paul. Everything was exactly like Paul, but yet it was not Paul. Same What's D. D is
0: as Paul.
2: What? What's famous the famous name What's the famous name? No, the famous saying. That's like if it acts
1: like a duck, oh, acts like it a walk, duck. It, it probably like is a duck. Duck.
0: Yeah. Trav. <laughs> a question. Or a statement. Um, isn't this around like the, the time with the Beatles when like actually Paul and they kind of started really changing the way they physically looked as well, like dropping a lot of the clean shave and like kind of getting like the beards in and becoming a lot. More. I always kind of like was under the assumption that, that was part of like the cover-up was to keep their like look so dynamic that you couldn't really wrap your head around yeah. Like Paul didn't have a consistent look. And so if you would see him and you'd think, oh, he looks kind of different, you'd assume it's because he has a beard or long hair or whatever else. Yeah. There
1: was just a lot of things were kind of changing around that time. And so fans do what fans do. And there's a reason for why the conspiracy happened, but I'm going to leave that just for the the whole sheer mystery of it. I'm going to, because if I tell you now, you're going to be like, But if I So (laughs) I am going to wait till the end to tell you that To ruin the whole thing So um, But uh, Anyway So well let's pretend For a second here That Paul McCartney Did die What does that mean If you look at at the history of Paul McCartney after that time.
2: It means that someone else was just as
0: talented as him.
2: Exactly. But, um, well, I think the argument could be made that somebody was more talented because there's been more successes after 1966 than before. Solely so that's the whole thing. Well, he was a kid. Yeah. So Trav if he Trav? died, huh? Trav's raising his hand. Oh,
0: Trav, sorry, your hand disappeared in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I had to keep an eye on that. Put it in front of my face. Um, well, I think, too, the other thing is like you'd have to wonder if what Paul McCartney's contributions were before, because it kind of that Lennon McCartney dynamic that you have going all the way up, where they kind of would bounce back and forth the songs. If he died, but they kind of continued still putting out songs that sounded distinctly him, either to Danny's point, they found someone who was really talented and could kind of continue that flow or what Paul was contributing prior to the Beatles was for some reason being not portrayed accurately. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that maybe he was maybe John or Ringo or George or one of them was doing more, which sort of opens a can of worms a little bit as well.
1: But yeah, I mean, if you look at some of like the greatest songs, uh, because something that you guys may not know, um, when you look at the songs, you can almost, or when you listen to the songs, you can almost tell who wrote them based on the lyrics alone. (laughs) Because John was a little bit more creative. Um, There were a lot of, Oh, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, not innuendos. <laughs> Psychedelic. I mean, there were, but just her. <laughs> abstract. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> abstract. That's not the word I'm looking for, but. um oh, so John- That's what I was looking for. But so he would never say directly what he wanted. Dan Coon.
2: Is John the one that wrote, I am the walrus? Yes. Okay. But, uh, mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah. yeah, but mm. Paul was a little bit more uh, poppy. Yeah, he was poppy. <laughs> you definitely could pretty much understand his lyrics and like what they meant. Um, pretty straightforward, and uh, wasn't not that he wasn't creative, but that just wasn't his style. And so, if you look back at some of the more popular songs, um, like blackbird hey jude um i think later on made what is it like maybe i'm amazed um, that he just write that solo trav that's with wings that's with wings so yeah he he wouldn't Would have it? ever written those yeah. by you what
2: maybe i'm amazed by yeah. you no not that no
0: that's if you I'm put
2: that the
0: way
1: you love me all the time. That
0: one. Maybe I'm afraid of the way I love you. you.
1: (laughs) So, and that was when he formed the band Wings. That he wrote that he would have never done the whole famous clash with Yoko Ono. Um, and not to mention in 1997, Queen Elizabeth uh, knighted him, Sir Paul McCartney. All of that would be another person. And, uh, which if that's the case, the real question is, is was Paul McCartney really the right person to be on the Beatles in the first place? If this other person did all that, no. sounds like that person's the one that should have been on the Beatles the
0: whole time. Well, so, it kind of depends though. Cause I think the Beatles, I mean, you're talking 66, they only lasted to 69. So yeah, you're, you're, The at least from the Beatles run, the majority of hits came from not the majority, but like you know, it's just purely time. There's been more on Paul McCartney's side than on his duplicates' side. That's true. But if you factor in his entire life, including Wings and all that solo stuff, Mm -hmm. um, then then you may have a case. I will take that case. (laughs) The Beatles stopped after
2: 69 because I thought the Beatles went into the 70s and then like in the 70s is when they got like really weird.
0: Now that's when they split yeah, up. That's when they split up. They got really weird in the 60s. The wow. late 60s. When did they start then? 61 or 62? So they started they got big and their first big show in the United States was the Ed Sullivan show in 64. So in the United States they got big in 64. For some reason, I I had it in my head that they spanned, like, two decades.
1: Well, I mean, they had... Their solo acts. Yeah, you have a lot of solo stuff from John and from Paul. Really, all of them had their own solo stuff.
2: Like NSYNC, and then you got Justin Timberlake solo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it would be like if all of NSYNC was Justin Timberlake, and everyone went off and did amazing Justin Timberlake-type things. Yeah. Except for Ringo. I mean, Ringo had some good songs, but he definitely was. We're gonna get strongest. into that in a minute, but, in a little bit <laughs> Wait, can I say one other thing too? Yeah. You guys, you probably don't remember this Maybe you do. <laughs> I just found out about a, a few years ago, but if you remember the Dana Carvey show It was like yeah. on ABC. Yeah, yeah, they did a documentary about it on Hulu, which is really funny But anyway, one of the sketches, Dana Carvey's playing Ringo And he's like, oh yeah, I wanted to do a song about Krabs uh, and they told me we don't do song about ocean crustacean. Two months later, Octopus's Garden comes out by Paul McCartney. That's how it was <laughs> with the Beatles. Just telling you, no it's stealing your idea. <laughs> 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 that felt very funny. So <laughs> Actually, <laughs> before I move on,
1: that just reminds me of the uh, Saturday Night Live skit um, with Chris Farley and Paul McCartney. And he's got him on that show. And, and Chris Farley is like the, Um, the talk show host but he's very nervous all the time and he's like reading his cards he's like we got sir paul mccartney on here and do you so paul do you you remember like when when you died (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah i I mean i remember that conspiracy and he's like oh cool (laughs) (laughs) That was was it. (laughs) But, um, so we've established the fact that in this conspiracy, if Paul was dead, somebody had to take his place. So who took his place? I'm going to guess. I know you probably know because you read it. (laughs) Trav probably knows. Alan
2: probably doesn't. We have Alan guess or...
0: No. Uh, you go ahead, Danny. My go guess go ahead.
2: is Justin Timberlake. Okay. Oh, yeah. Club. What's he his looked, name, Danny? The guy who won... The, I have questions on this that maybe, hopefully, you guys can answer. But apparently, the Beatles ran some kind of look-alike contest. Like a Beatle look-alike contest. This guy won as the most alike to Paul McCartney. His name is Billy Shears. His name was well, William
1: Campbell Shears, to be exact. Born Campbell? September fourteenth, nineteen forty. But even that, uh, even the results of that look-alike contest are part of the conspiracy.
2: Because <laughs> in reality, was yeah, is in, was this conspir- or was the look-alike contest supposed to take place before or after the car crash? No, the look-alike contest... Oh, I don't know.
1: I didn't actually... Like, actually, I do have the... Hold on. In my notes. Does this uh, the- take place in... It uh, was Le- right Le- before. Le- it was in 1965. The look-alike, the, look-alike. The, the look-alike contest happened. But there was never a, an announced winner of the contest. So the fact that Billy Shears... Became a person of interest from that is kind of far fetched (laughs) because draft
0: is Billy Shears a real person? Like, is there a history to him that people can trace? Yes, there is.
1: There is a history. Hmm. Um, In fact, I don't know if I want to
0: talk about that yet, though. (laughs) Okay, you can save it. You can save it.
2: I do. and yeah, and if you want to talk about this later, but like, I have like one huge underlining question to the whole Billy Shears saga or whatever, like, so if you want to address it later, we can address it later, but. I have- okay, well, let
1: me, let me get through to that point, which is actually more towards the end. Um, but if I haven't answered that question, okay. either way, ask it. and we'll, So we know what the question is, because now I'm curious. But, uh, but yeah, just hold it until, until we get to the end until I discuss Billy shares in more of an in-depth, but I mean, it's interesting enough that they replaced Billy she- or they replaced Paul McCartney with Billy shears. Um, but the m- most, I guess the most interesting thing about this whole conspiracy is everything that the fans were able to find that seemed to be these hidden uh, just clues as to you know how, not necessarily how it happened, but that it happened. And that the, the rest of the Beatles were acknowledging it in their music and in their album artwork. And every, I mean, I've jotted down a few. I think I have six or seven, but there are countless of them. It's amazing how many there are. Um, so in, in uh, some of the hidden theories, number one, and Oh, Alan, I did. I, do you have the pictures that I sent you? Yeah. If you want to throw up, uh, I don't know what order you have them in. I can't remember which order I sent <laughs> to you in but for those Dan Coon.
2: While he's pulling those up, I heard that. Uh, Next one now. They said that when Paul McCartney was in that accident, he was decapitated. Next. Oh, I didn't
1: necessarily read that.
2: I was curious why they thought that.
1: Well, I can tell you what actually in a in a little bit. I can tell you what actually happened in the in whatever accident they're assuming happened.
0: Um, but I don't know about the beheading. I didn't know about the beheading. <laughs> I didn't know about the beheading either. Because uh, I thought it was that he he blew his mind out in the car. Like he just got into an accident and basically smashed his brains open.
2: Yeah. Uh, he got in a car accident and was decapitated. But hmm. maybe it's yeah. just my source wasn't as
0: good as your guys' sources. <laughs> well, my source is my brain at the moment.
2: So i wasn't <laughs> super reliable. <laughs> Are these... Is this a real picture of them? Yeah. Were they like the. Did Michael
1: Jackson take his fashion cues from them? Oh, Michael Jackson stole everything. Really? Yeah. Well, he Michael fought, Jackson, including, their, including their
0: music for a while. Including their music, yeah. Even a Little That's Boys' a sense? <laughs> Yes. Okay, well. That- I love how. I love how this podcast is like also partially Alan discovering the Beatles for the first time. <laughs> like it's like doubling as like conspiracy slash Alan learning about one of Rock's most timeless bands. Like, These are the Beatles. This is what they looked like. But they ran for three decades
2: and were beloved. I really didn't don't know anything about them. Well, let me school you. I do, I do like the John Lennon song. Uh, imagine all the people. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah. I guess
1: that's what <laughs> that is a good song. It is a good song. Um, so this is now, this isn't the actual album cover, but I chose this because it is pointing out what I wanted to talk about on this, but, uh, in Sergeant Pepper's, uh, album cover, it depicts the band uh, they're in front of like a bunch of flowers. It says, I think Sergeant Peppers, Lonely Hearts club band or whatever. And so a lot of fans just assumed that they were at a funeral. And, uh,
2: go up the picture, the Sergeant Peppers picture I sent you. Oh, you sent it to him. Okay. The what one? I got your back, Trav. Thanks. (laughs) A really colorful red one with them standing in front of a drum.
0: Oh, hang on.
2: Damn, Danny. <laughs>
1: so
2: <many>, I <tiny> need photos. <laughs> Send him. You already past it. Back. Back. There
1: you go. That one. Oh. 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 Too far. That there you <laughs> Oh, it says Beatles. That's what it says. What and is it? Sergeant Peppers.
2: Is this Captain uh, Hook? <laughs> Can you zoom in just a little oh, bit? Just a <laughs> That's as oh, much as I it goes. Okay, that's fine. I just didn't know what your options were.
1: So they took a look at that, and um, you know, for those of you listening to the audio portion of this, uh, just just Google Sgt. Pepper's uh, album cover. But they just took a look at that, and they just assumed, okay. I mean, I mean, it kind of does. It kind of looks like they could be at a funeral, but I don't necessarily see it. But Um, so they, they, that was one thing. Now, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about on that, Danny?
2: So, I mean, just little things like you said, there's people will find conspiracy or answers to their conspiracies if they're really looking for it, no matter what the conspiracy is. But on this one, things that, uh, I learned when I was looking at some stuff about it was apparently, one of the men behind Paul McCartney. So one, if you can see, Paul McCartney is the one in blue. Uh, for anybody who's watching it, for anybody who looks up the album cover, Um Alan,
0: who doesn't know,
2: and yeah, who doesn't know, <laughs> all of uh, all of the uh, members are kind of looking toward him. So they call them the pallbearers. So that that's the hint that he's actually dead, and the rest of them are the pallbearers at his funeral. Uh, says Beatles. Behind Paul McCartney, there is somebody that's behind him in in the crowd that has their hand over his head. Apparently that's a sign of death, like the death hand or something like that is what they call it. Uh, If you look down at the yellow flowers below the Beatles sign, it looks like it's supposed to be a guitar made out of flowers, but if you really stretch your imagination, I guess you can make the word Paul out of it. Um, I still have a hard time seeing the word Paul there. Um, People will see what they
1: want to see, Alan. Yeah, Yeah.
2: (laughs) they will. It's definitely really stretch. It's like, it starts off like with a small P and A, and then it gets to like a big UL or something. Um, But the big one on the front of this cover, and Trav, if you were going to talk about it, stop me at any point if you want to bring it up. But if you bring up the... If you zoom into the picture of the drum, so I sent you just the drum itself. Um, Alan, if you'll bring up that picture. You're
1: going to talk about the mirror? Yeah. Go for it. Do you want to do do a trap? No, you're fine. Okay. I didn't actually include that. I knew it. Look, this is is the drum.
2: This is a close-up of the drum that's standing in in front of the Beatles um, on the album cover. And if you put a mirror up to the exact center of that drum... Instead of it saying, um, lonely lonely hearts. Lonely hearts, lonely hearts, lonely hearts, it turns into an uh, one, one, so like a Roman numeral one or the number one, and then this word one, and then uh, IX, which stands for nine. So they would say, oh, he died on November 9th. So they're saying one, one, eleven, so that's November, and then nine. Um, and then if you go to the next part, it says, he died. Um, so it says, 119, he died. Yeah. So that's like where they're trying to say, well, this is their cryptic way of saying that Paul McCartney died on a November 9th. But a rebuttal to it is, in, in England, the way they write their dates is not month, day, year like we do here. It's day, month, year. And so what I actually would say there is, 9/11, he died. What? Another yes. conspiracy? Oh gosh! <laughs> so this conspiracy stretches decades. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: I'll go Is back to the one that I lonely heart. Yeah, lonely yeah. hearts.
2: If you go back to the other mm. picture, you can see it. But oh, okay. But yeah, head head back to the
1: other picture that I had you at first—the close-up of all four of them. That one, and then if you can zoom in a little bit, okay. So the big thing about this was that uh, you see that thing that's circled there, and for those listening to the audio, there is a patch on Paul McCartney's left arm, <clears throat> and it's a little obscure. Like you can't, you can make out the first. Uh, two letters of the acronym um, which is OP and they the ass- <laughs> you kind of make the assumption that it's OPD which is the acronym for officially pronounced dead so they take a look at that and they're like holy crap he's wearing a patch that says he's officially pronounced dead not to mention all the other nonsense that we just went over When in reality, that patch um, is uh, from the Ontario Police Department. And uh, it's actually OPP, which is funny because I'm down with OPP. Um, But it's uh, Ontario Provincial Police is what it stands for. So it's just a patch. (laughs) Sometimes a patch is a patch.
2: (laughs) Were they... Were they big fans of Canadians? I don't know.
1: Maybe they just got their you know, uniforms mailed to them from Canada. do <laughs> <laughs> so so you think like about think it? Those I those get ups are about as uh about as ridiculous as a mounties.
2: <laughs> that's true. <But> like the like mounties. <laughs> <said>, <laughs> you look at this picture. So if anybody wants to bring it up, um if you're just listening to this, but if you look at this picture, it does look from this specific picture that was, it looks like it's the inside flap of the album or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look like it says OPD from just this picture, but there's a whole bunch of outtake pictures out there. And if you look at those pictures, you can clearly see in other pictures when he's just in a different position that it says OPP. So yeah. A little um, bit of it can find the bottom. Of.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, Al. If you could go back to okay, this one. So this is the back uh, of the album, and uh, so on the back there, it has. I believe that's like all the is that all the that's all the lyrics. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And uh, and then you know, behind the lyrics is the picture of them. And of course, all of them are facing forward while Paul is, of course, facing the, facing back um, or with his back towards us. And then George's finger seems to be pointing to something. And it just so happens to be that George's finger is pointing... To the words Wednesday morning at five o'clock, which is supposedly when Paul was pronounced dead. Mm. So there is that. I don't really finger? have anything on that. Why or like to debunk it? <laughs> <laughs> Whose finger? It's just George. George is the far left. George Harrison. This George one. Harrison.
2: Yeah. So yes. there's right there. Oh. Wednesday
1: morning. Okay.
2: So if you take this whole album as a whole, I guess if you take the front drum thing and you take that, then you could get the whole 11, nine Wednesday morning at five o'clock. Yeah. All on the album. I'm not saying that it would not be because if, if
1: I'm throwing myself back in the sixties. Okay. Um, now granted, The uh, the Paul McCartney was dead thing didn't start till 1969, but he supposedly died in 66. So all these people who are now jumping on this bandwagon in 1969 are going back to all of the albums and trying to figure it out at that point. And they're just coming up with stuff. But if I throw myself back there, this would be fairly compelling. You know, I mean, it's, he's pointing at five o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that and one. Is- they're at a funeral. You put right. a mirror up to it, and just it says this. Coincidences, um, because I don't think there is any rhyme or reason. I think it just so happened to be that that was the lyrics in that area of the the album where he's at. But so that I don't, I never heard of like an actual like rebuttal as far as yeah, it's it's just like a complete like as far as anyone knows, like complete complete coincidence. But obviously mm-hmm. if you're and theorist it looks like he's trying to point it out
1: yeah and Al if you want I don't need the pictures for a minute um, so next you have the, the white album and Trav do you remember I mean because I didn't write this down do you re- know when the white album came out
0: mm, no 67 maybe let me check I'll check okay. for you all right. So in the at the white album 68,
1: 68 there's a track mm-hmm. called Revolution Number Nine. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the song, there is a voice that says number nine, number nine, number nine, just repeatedly. Apparently, if you play that vinyl, that song backwards, and at that point where that person saying number nine, number nine, it sounds like you hear the words, turn me on, dead man. I don't know what that would mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't understand what that's supposed to mean either.
1: Turn me but on, dead man? Turn me on, dead man. And I'm sure because... And, and I didn't get into, like, very deep into what all these things mean. because That's just a rabbit hole that I could go down forever. But... You know, so I'm sure that when they listen to that, they're like, that's just another reason. Um, same album in the spot between tracks, uh, I'm So Tired and
0: Blackbird. Have uh, head up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had my head down. Sorry. What's up? No, nah, it's okay. Um, I think that number nine, Turn Me On Dead Man, that was what kicked it all off, right? Isn't that what was like on the like the DJ who played it backwards on the radio that started kind of the whole fad of this, like finding hidden messages and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, you ruined the end there. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: I didn't realize that was the end. I'm sorry. That was the beginning. So it is essentially the beginning. (laughs) Don't worry. Yes. Yeah.
1: It was, uh, that's basically what happened was, uh, somebody called in In 1969 to a radio station and said, Hey, listen to this, you know, and they somehow somebody played it backwards and that's what they heard. And so that's kind of what started this, this craze. And then everybody started listening to all songs backwards and looking at all meanings in every single album. Um, in between the two tracks, I'm so tired and blackbird, If you play that backwards, you can hear John say, Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him. That is where it got a little creepy for me because it does sound like it and it gave me chills. (laughs) So, but. uh,
2: I agree. It does sound like it, but only. But I only. Uh, to listen to it after every, which is classic, like you know,
0: putting something in yeah. your head. It's like Ghost Hunters. You hear, yeah, you hear like what like you Ghost Hunters. Read. They'll be like, they'll be like, you hear that? Listen, and they'll be like, and then they'll put down below, like, I'm coming for your soul, and you're like, no, innocent, <laughs> <but> I guess. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> But I mean, it was, I mean, cause that happened the same thing with me, you know, like I was just watching a little, uh, YouTube video, uh, from the Rolling Stones. They did a, uh, like Rolling Stones magazine did, uh, just a little blip on it. It was a five minute video. And, uh, so it played a couple of those things and they do, they sound eerie, they sound creepy, but had I not known what it was supposed to say beforehand, I don't know if I would have known. I don't know if I could have just made that, made that up or, or put those pieces together. Um, at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, uh, you can actually you can hear John say, "I buried Paul," and but when you look into it, and I guess it's been known that he didn't say, "I buried Paul." He said, "Cranberry sauce." <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, I, uh, question. Alan has a question. Yeah, l
2: So, did you? say, was there an actual car accident?
1: So, (laughs) no, there was not an actual car accident. There was an accident, though. Paul McCartney was, and this actually kind of explains a little bit of the uh, facial hair too, Trav. So Paul McCartney did have a little bit of an accident on a Vespa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he crashed that and bruised his lip pretty bad. I saw the picture and like, he got a fat lip and because he was so embarrassed
0: about it, he just started growing a mustache to hopefully cover it up. (laughs) Which in like current day is the worst thing you could do. Like if you're like, I'm embarrassed (laughs) on my upper lip, I better grow a mustache there. (laughs) (laughs) I think like actually it left
2: a scar. It did. Yeah. It's like, that's, I mean, so that's why he ongoingly wanted to have some kind of facial hair or something. Mm-hmm.
1: That also kind of uh, plays into the fact that like people would put up uh, pictures of Paul McCartney next to Billy Shears and compare. And they're like, well, this one has this little scar on his lip. This one doesn't. But because Paul was so uh, embarrassed about it, he didn't publicly say I crashed my Vespa. Mm. so you know nobody really knew about that um almost done here with with these in fact this is the last one but it's one of the biggest ones
2: um so Al- really quick along uh, the uh, car accident thing though that wasn't there uh his actual car was involved in an accident but it was somebody else driving it at the time and he was actually in a different car with mick jagger um, at that moment, so
0: for what I, that, didn't, I didn't read that—that that was my Jagger. alibi too for when I ran into the back of that car down Sandy. I wasn't there. I was car with Mick Jagger. I don't know what to tell you, man. got to ask Mick, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Al, if you want to throw up the the one last picture that I sent you, uh, which is the album cover for Abbey Road, which is the thing that I got behind me here, just not as. Artistic, but uh, but this is actually so because Abbey Road came out in '69, right, Trav? This
0: mm-hmm. was their final album. Uh, yeah, the final one that was like full. They had like um whatever had long and winding road was the one that was like their final final album, but this was the kind of last one that was like kind of compiled as such.
1: Yeah, so there are several things in here that, you know, once everybody started, we'll, we'll put in air quotes, figuring things out. Um, this was a major, like the center, epicenter of all of this too. Um, so the theory here, as you can see, uh, you have all four Beatles walking across uh, uh, the street, and you have John in the first spot, Ringo, Paul, then George in the rear. And as they looked at this, because they're all dressed differently, there's a couple of differences between all of them, and they just, uh, the theory is that this is a funeral procession. And John Lennon, dressed all in white, is the preacher. Ringo, who is dressed in black, is the undertaker. And then uh, George, who is in blue and uh, like a blue denim shirt and jeans is the uh, is the gravedigger, but then you have Paul there, and he's he's got all the differences. So he's uh, let's see, walking out of step from the rest of them. Um, he's barefoot. He's smoking, and he's got the cigarette pointing down. That apparently means something. Uh, the the sh- the no shoes thing is supposedly a. Or the barefoot thing is supposedly a sign of mourning in Sicily, and the other big thing is that uh, it was like, well, he's got the cigarette in his right hand, and Paul is left-handed. Yeah, but I mean, on that side, they had to. I know. Well, that's what I was. (laughs) That was my thing. I'm like, well, yeah, if he held it in his left hand, it would be hidden. <laughs> but um and then perhaps one of the biggest uh parts of this whole album cover is if you see that uh that Volkswagen bug in the background there, um if you were able to zoom in I know you I'm not asking you to, Alan, but because you're not gonna be able to. But if you were able to zoom in onto the or oh, I guess you kinda can, um, onto the license plate there. It says 28 IF, or everybody was thinking 28 IF, which to them was Paul McCartney would be 28 if he was still alive, when in reality, he was alive. He was right there in the picture, and he was 27. (laughs) So, (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, oops, somebody messed up on that one. Somebody didn't know math.
2: (laughs) Well, I think what they try to do after that is they try to, like, salvage it by saying, well, he would be in his 28th
0: 28th year of life. Mm. Which nobody refers to. Like, when someone's like, how old are you? You're not like, I'm in the 28th year of my life. (laughs) You just say you're 27. (laughs) So... Cause I guess you just, your zero is zero. Like that's really your first year. Zero. Yeah. And nobody asks you at that age. Nobody. I mean, if they ask your parents, your parents are like he's two months. He's <laughs> in his first year of life. He's <laughs> in his first year. So he's one years old. No, he's a month. That would be his second year. <laughs> hey, who is this dude? And these people. Hmm? People watch They're people watching the funeral. I'm just kidding I made that up I don't know if that's true but it seems like a good thing that's a good thing Right.
1: so I'm coming to the end here but we still haven't talked about one of the most important things here and that is who in the crap is Billy Sears (laughs) is Billy Sears a real person
0: because I can uh, sorry not Sears I was like Billy Sears is the guy who founded Sears (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the store. <Sears> the store.
1: <laughs> because Billy Didn't Shears does perfume? have... Billy Shears no, does have a connection bed. to the Beatles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you guys talked <laughs> over me. So They talked about Sears,
0: that? so go ahead and just <laughs> yeah. roll on through.
1: Billy Shears does have a connection to the Beatles. And it's shown in the song "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So if you go to that song, we look at the lyrics and we're gonna go down towards the end and I'll just read the lyrics to you. And it's not a very long song, the whole song lasts two minutes. Um, and it says, I don't really wanna stop the show, but I thought you might like to know that the singer's going to sing a song and he wants you all to sing along. So let me introduce to you the one and only Billy Shears and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. So they introduced Billy Shears before the world knew Billy Shears. (laughs) (laughs) But so you're like, but then everybody was like, well, that's them introducing billy shears who's not paul mccartney but the reality of it is, is trab do you know who sang do you know what song comes after that in the album
0: hang on i do because it's like it blends into it what it would you do if i sang yeah. a little up for my friends right yeah so yeah. at the end of that song
1: they, they kind of all chant like they do like a couple of, uh, in unison saying, yeah. <laughs> and it goes in to a uh, little help from my friends, Paul McCartney and John, M- and John M- John Lennon wrote <laughs> that. That was, that was a mix. doing John McClane and John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Die mm-hmm. hard. John, McClane. um, So they wrote that song for one of the other band members and uh, who ends up starting that song and which is Ringo's star. So they wrote that song for Ringo to be the lead singer. And so, and they introduce him in the previous song that here's Billy Shears. And then he starts singing. To top that off, in 1977, John Lennon, of course, this is after the band was all gone. uh, John Lennon wrote a song for Ringo Starr um, that they sang together, and it's called I'm the Greatest. And if you listen to that song, as you get towards the end as well... uh, The lyrics say, and and Ringo's singing this, he says, I looked in the mirror, I saw my wife and kids, and you know what they told me, I was great. Yes, my name is Billy Shears. You know it has been for so many years. Now I'm only 32, and all I want to do is boogaloo. (laughs) Genius. Lyrical genius, that man. (laughs) So there's a lot of just people wanting to see and hear what they want to believe. And I don't know why Ringo's name is Billy Shears, but they had alter egos and things like that. they just I mean, they all pretended they were different people. Um, one of them isn't Paul McCartney the
0: walrus?. <laughs> For yeah, something. Well, uh, that it's, yeah de- it's debated. It's yeah. debated. but whatever. I mean, most
1: of their albums were super out of there anyway.
0: I mean, so... Well, I think with Sgt. Pepper, too, the whole point of the album was that you were kind of an album within an album. Like, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is this kind of fictional band that exists in this world they've kind of created for their songs. So when they introduce Billy Shears, they're just introducing the lead singer of their fictional band that they've created. They're not actually saying that this is a real band. These are real people, necessarily. Yeah.
1: And one of the things that I that I saw and read is that I mean these guys apart from how it all ended were really good friends. I mean it was throughout their their career and they did every they did the same things that we do. Danny, we give you a hard time for everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we started that. That conspiracy that Alan was dead that one year and we kept telling everyone he was dead <laughs> and stuff. Hit a bunch of but, clues in our homework in high school.
1: <laughs> I mean, when they wrote, um, apparently, uh, when they wrote "A uh, Little Help from My Friends" for Ringo Starr, it was mixed with a bunch of like, like, inu- like sexual innuendos and things like that that you don't necessarily see or here when you're singing it. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but if you look into it deep enough, then yeah. But, and that was from Paul McCartney's mouth, not anybody. That wasn't like a, a theory. Um, and it's just, they just wrote stuff and thought it was funny. I guess the first line was supposed to be, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and throw tomatoes at me? Instead of, would you stand up and walk out on me? And Ringo, Refused to sing it because he was like They're gonna throw tomatoes at me I
0: don't blame him for that
1: <laughs> So They just were having fun and they Make up stuff And they create this world Billy Shears is one of them Alan. So who is Sergeant Peppers Sergeant please. Pepper Oh go Trav I, Not you, please. I don't really No,
0: I don't really know <laughs> I mean, Sgt. Pepper's is nobody. It's a fictional band made up within the the album. It's just the name of the album with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And, mm. and like that's the people the, of the fake bands. Yeah, Billy Shears was the lead yeah. singer of the fake band. I mean, if you see on the cover that actually the, the Sgt. Pepper's cover, you have the Beatles, the four, but then you also have the 60s Beatles or early 60s Beatles over off to the side on the left hand side of the cover. And they're all kind of looking sad and somber in their black suits and their mop tops. And, uh, I think it's sort of just, to me, it's more of a, for it was more of like a uh, this idea of the Beatles transitioning from that sort of like poppy 60s type of tune into what became more of their like artsy fartsy, which are still actually great songs, but more like, you know, kind of <laughs> druggy songs. Um, <laughs> and, and that kind of transition, but you know, I don't know. So, they're not a real band, though.
1: Yeah, but there you have it. That's that's a conspiracy of Paul McCartney is dead. Oh,
2: yes, did we get to your question? So, my question was not quite answered. Uh, Having to do with Billy Shears. So, okay, so let's say, not even hypothetically, let's say more than likely, yes, they came up, they were great friends, they decided, hey, let's do this fun album, we're going to call it, Sergeant Peppers, it's going to be the name of this fake band that we're going to portray, and we're going to have our lead singer be named Billy Shears. At this point, do they remember that the lookalike contest was won by a man named Billy Shears? It
1: was never won by a man named Billy Shears. Nobody won that contest. The, the only reason why Billy Shears is associated with that contest is the fact that, uh, number one, the big conspiracy stuff all... Started by Americans, um, and <laughs> and they knew about that and said, and that just made sense. They were doing a look-alike contest. They probably found him, and it's Billy Shears. Oh, because okay. remember all sure. of this stuff, everything up to Abbey Road was already there before somebody said, "Hey,
2: l- listen to this backwards." <laughs> that might answer my question then for the big reveal was going to be um, cuz i really took it as billy shears was an actual person and there if the whole idea is that billy shears just stepped in took paul mccartney's place uh, once he passed away i was going to say like well is there did paul, billy shears just disappear off the face of the planet, like on the day that Paul McCartney died, and like, would there <laughs> be some dude that's like, I'm still here? Like, I have. Where's <laughs> Billy? <laughs> yeah, like, so that was. I thought I could debunk it that way and just be like, dude, like Billy Shears is like 83 years old right now. He has 14 children and 197 grandchildren, or whatever, you know.
0: But what? Yeah. How many kids are each of those grand? Those children having. His 14 children is 197 grandchildren, they each having 20?
2: (laughs) I don't know, what's the math? If you take 197 divided by 14, you're looking at what, like, about 14 each themselves. Yeah, that's a lot of
0: kids still for him to have. (laughs) I also appreciate that you thought you maybe had cracked this whole mystery wide open. Well,. I have to tell you one thing they'd never thought about: what happened to Billy Shears? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Maybe if someone had done a deep dive into that, we'd now know.
1: <laughs> yeah, Billy Shears is a fictional. I know, I'm sure there's somebody really named Billy Shears, but this Billy Shears was a fictional person that was in. It was actually
0: Ringo Starr, and was Ringo
1: Starr his real name?
0: I doubt it. I don't, I don't know. Think it I, I probably was Richard or something like that. Yeah,
2: he was born. And like he looks like a Ringo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looks like a Ringo. Looks like a Ringo. He was Richard Starkly. That was his name. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, Ringo, look it up. So, Trav, are you? You
2: went through all your stuff, right? Yes. I just had a couple other interesting things. Do you mind if I just mention them? Go for it. Unless it's going to be another half hour. <laughs> um, no, I just... I know, know what this is. Al, if you'll bring up the uh, pictures again really quick. Um, so, I don't know if you guys saw anything on this, but they had another album cover. I bring up the one that's the Magical Mystery Tour album. Right there. The magical Mystery Tour. Are you going to talk about the phone number? Yeah, so apparently the Beatles written in stars at the top there, which is kind of hard to see um, from this picture. But at the very top, it says Beatles and stars. But apparently what people are trying to say is, like, you can make out phone number a phone number out of that. So if you flip back to the previous picture, I think it was, Alan, you can see where people are trying to show you that you could either make a phone number of... Five, three, seven, one, four, three, eight, or two, three one, seven, four, three, eight, or you know, but like there's like tons of different ones, if you could zoom into the Alan, a little bit, um, that you could make out, uh, and so here's the thing though, and then they said, if you called the the number that you could make out in here, even though it was a bunch of different numbers, that Billy Shears would answer the phone,
0: so. I do love how, like, the four, and I know people who are listening can't see this, but the four that's overlapping the A just is leaving off a whole chunk of A that they're just <laughs> ignoring outright. right? But they're just, like, some of them are like, okay, like, I can kind of see how you might get a three out of an E and a two out of an S, but then there's, like, the four, and it's like, well, you're just ignoring a whole chunk of A to get that four. <laughs> <laughs> like, just leaving off a whole big thing of it.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying is like people were just making all different numbers. I mean, there wasn't even like one, one number that like everyone could decide on. Is like, yeah, that looks like that number is hidden in there. It's just like all these different numbers. But apparently no matter which of these numbers you called, uh, Billy Shears would answer the phone. Who I will admit at the time when I saw this, I thought Billy Shears was a real person. So I just thought this poor man was just getting all these prank (laughs) phone calls. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I already told you kids I'm not Paul McCartney <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah I get, you really have to just think about this all like I mean really and truly there is a lot here and I don't want to say that John George and Ringo aren't smart guys but are you really giving them all this credit that they Figured out how to say things in their songs that when you play them backwards, that they say certain things and that when you put mirrors up to some of their stuff in their album covers, that it reflects different, you know, these sayings and, and
0: it's just a lot. Well, and you have to remember too that the Beatles... They did the music, but they weren't necessarily the ones, I mean, they approved and helped design their albums, but they had graphic designers and illustrators who were putting these things together. They had record producers who were mixing these things. So they would have to be like, Oh yeah, I want that, uh, I want that a to look a little bit like a four. They'd be like, what? Why? <laughs> I just don't think that off. If it looks a bit like a four, it might be a phone number. And it, <laughs> what? What do you need this for? I don't worry about it. It's just the way I want to write the album. It would have come up somewhere else.
2: So, Alan, if you move over, go forward a couple of slides. These are just a couple of other little things that I mean. These are going to also say. I was also going to say. So, if if you are the Beatles and you don't want anyone to know that Paul McCartney died, why would you even? Create hints because
1: the idea messages. was that they felt guilty about it, and they wanted to tell people that they mm. covered it up, but yeah. couldn't do it outright. So they hid everything in yeah. hidden med- messages in their albums and music.
2: That was going to be one of my big questions for you at the end. So, <coughs> Wait, <coughs> but what? if you go forward a couple of slides, excuse me, <coughs> lose <losing> my voice, apparently. <laughs> so. apparently they did an album called yesterday and today. So here's one of the two album covers that they had for this album. Um, but if you look in the box or the chest or whatever it is, that's Paul McCartney, man, I'm really losing my voice. Excuse me. Um, but what they would do is they would turn this album sideways and then they would say, look, Paul McCartney's in a coffin. (laughs) So that was their way of saying that that was one of the hidden messages. I've never seen a body in a coffin sitting uh, (laughs) cross-legged before.
0: You what? I've never seen a body in a coffin sitting cross-legged before. This wouldn't even make sense, though, because according to my quick Google search, this album was released on June 20th, 1966. So that would be... Before. Four months before he died. So, unless they're really thinking ahead. <laughs> um, you get a larger conspiracy that they murdered him, <clears throat> maybe, but you definitely no, aren't going to get... That was well, one of the huge... Why
2: do I have to be in the book? Oh. Um, for this album, was that yeah? it came out before, uh, before it even his death was even supposedly occurred. And then if you go to the next one, um, it's the same album... But a different cover, I guess. And this one is a picture of the Beatles covered in meat and baby heads <laughs> and body parts. And apparently, this was supposed to symbolize what uh, Paul McCartney's body looked like after the accident. Like his head is severed. Jay, that's morbid. <clears throat> he has his like body turned into his a gut everywhere. Why is that? What was that up? His body just turned into a baby's body in the accident. Again, well, I mean, they couldn't be super straightforward about it, so I guess this is the way they covered it up is to show this. But again, like Trav said, Trav M said this album came out before he even supposedly died. Um, and then, five, this is one other thing. This was just completely ridiculous, and I don't know if this guy is being serious or not. But I watched this quick. It was like a two, maybe three minute video, and it's this dude who was like. Yeah, I never believed. I did this report on Paul McCartney's dead when I was in elementary school, but I never really believed it. But now I found new evidence that made me change my mind. So if you go back to the first picture of the man holding the phone now, <clears throat> first picture, um, he says that this picture was taken of the Beatles in 1963. And if you look at Paul McCartney, he's the one in the white suit he says you can see paul mccartney appears to be slightly taller than john um who's to his right uh and so he's like he looks to be about 1 inch taller than john then he says look at this picture taken 5 years
0: later in 1968 i think you have those two flipped by the way no this I would be 63 this is legit what he said like well, i know but this is, is wrong but he's, well, this is, this photo we're looking at right now is 1963. The other one's 1968.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like... So he it's said, dead. look, suddenly, in this picture, five years later, Paul is now like a foot taller than John. Which and one's Paul? So, this one? Yeah. He's on a platform! He's, yeah. I, that's what I said. So my point is both photos, you can't see anything below their waist, so we don't know if they're standing on something, yeah, sitting, they're... doing whatever. Well, and the two, geography. I was going to point out the fact that you just pointed out, Trav, that that picture looks like they're younger than the picture before it. That was supposed to be taken five years before.
0: So I mean, this is definitely the picture from the 63 and the other <laughs> ones, definitely the picture from 68. Cause
2: I'll put a link in the show notes to the, this video. So if anybody wants to watch it, they can watch it. But yeah, that's exactly what he goes through is like, this picture was taken in 63 and he showed the picture when they're older. And then this picture was taken in 68 and he shows the picture when they're younger
0: I also, okay. by this logic, this picture right here, Paul is like a foot and a half taller than George. He's like, he's like, Paul was like a foot and a half taller. He was six feet nine. And then uh, suddenly, a few years later, he's five, ten. I don't know. You tell me <laughs> what happened to that extra foot. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, ridiculous, basically, is what it comes down to. And, but it, but it also kind of just proves our whole thing that we've been talking about and the fact that people will, if you look hard enough, you'll find what you want. Exactly. And, you know, they want to believe <clears throat> this man clearly wants to believe it so much that he just ignores time <laughs> and logic <laughs> in height. Like, <laughs>
2: has no <laughs> belief in podiums. He says it like dead serious, but I don't know if he's like in a way I'm like he's he has to be joking, right? Like no one could really be saying this and like telling people that this picture was taken 5 years after when they're obviously a lot younger in the second picture than mm-hmm. the first picture. And there's no sense of, like, they're not all standing flush on the ground that you can see or something like that. So... No, it's clearly
1: Paul is standing on something. (laughs) He's not freaking
2: Detlef (laughs) Schramf. But like Trav said, in the end, with a lot of conspiracies, but this one in particular, if you want to see something, if you want to hear something, like all the records being played backwards that sound like All like the Trav Meidel mentioned, the ghost EVPs, that you cannot hear a thing until they tell you what you're supposed to be hearing. And then you're like, oh, okay, I kind of make that out. Uh, But only because you're thinking about it. But it's like if you look outside, have you ever looked outside and said, hey, look at those clouds up there. That cloud looks like, and I could be like, it looks like a turtle. And my wife could be like, no, to me it looks like a Volkswagen. And Trav could be like, no, to me it looks like a guitar. Like we could all see different things, just like we can see different things. Like if you look at the stripes of a tiger, so
0: tigers have all. Are you going into another analogy? <laughs> yeah, he. You said and, it was yeah, an analogy. he. Reminds me of he's, you guys he's spiraling. He's analogy spiraling. <laughs> he's going to keep going deeper into the new analogies. <laughs> the stripes of a
2: tiger remind me of this article I read about a. Uh, the person that found saw a tiger in the woods and called the police, and then ten armed men and a helicopter showed up to find out what was. <laughs> t- thought it was a statue the whole time. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Challenge accepted. And As completed. we end this, I'll tell you what that was all about. <laughs> and
0: I we about we're it.
1: debating on talking <laughs> about like what our our uh, intro question would be and danny read an article about <laughs> this tiger <laughs> and we said well maybe we should go with something a little bit more that uh <laughs> has to do <laughs> your has to do with the topic and uh i said here how about this if you can find any way to bring the tiger up <laughs> in the episode i will let you mention it <laughs> And he sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished. So well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. I thought it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed these uh, these conspiracies. We're gonna wrap it up next week with uh, Danny here with his. Again, we will keep it a secret. So maybe you come back. Just to kind of figure out what it is, but anyway, okay, so dude, we guys,
2: will. For any listeners or watchers out there, and it's not like a super direct hint, and it's not meant to be racist, but it's just going to be. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> it's sad.
0: We'll not see sure how that hint applies, but. Sure. However, you want to do it. <laughs> So, I think when you have to say, it's not supposed to be racist, you probably just shouldn't say what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah. Cause it'll, it'll inevitably be racist. <laughs> not supposed to be racist, but I don't think black people should be able to go to the same school as white people. Anyway.
1: <laughs> and that's how that started. <laughs> so, but thanks again, everybody for listening and uh, make sure to visit us on our social media pages and our website and uh rate us five stars if you like it if not just you know keep not rating us and uh we'll be okay with that but uh anyway uh check us out next week for our wrap-up of these conspiracies peace out
2: fools